Well, what's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of the four days and the five days of the week, of course, and there are seven days if you include the weekends. So it's almost here. The weekend's almost here, and tonight is episode 41. We will have a kickback type of relaxed show. We're going to have a lot of fun this evening. We hope, at least, to have as much fun as we possibly can, because on the show tonight, we have the Eagles possibly moving from the 12th pick in the draft, maybe they're moving down instead of up because we know they're right now they're going to have pretty much no one to trade around with to move up in the draft. But the Patriots may be looking for a trade via, I believe, the Cardinals to put them in the fourth spot, which means that, well, a QB will be gone and also Kyle Pitts could be gone in the seventh spot. So, therefore, the Eagles may end up doing something else later on throughout the draft. So, we'll see. How that ends up playing out. Good Morning Football had a good segment with Peter Schrager. He talks about as far as the Patriots possibly making that that uh, move to get their quarterback. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the Flyers. Not in a good position where they are right now. Started out hot. Now they're declining. Of course, playoff time is coming around not only for the Flyers, but also for our Sixers as they start making their push now into the playoffs. They play 10 of 19 pretty much almost in a row. So we'll see how the Sixers end up playing out. And also, Philly's hot the hot start from the Phillies. We'll get into that and many more things. And we always say, please feel free to comment during the show because we want to have a lot of fun with you guys and girls out there viewing the show. So, and one more thing, which is big, Fuji is back with us tonight. And we haven't seen him in a you know couple of weeks because again, the whole Alaska thing. Well, anyways, he'll tell you about it because it's Fuji. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We will have the guys on here momentarily. Of course, I am Angel. This is Broad Street South. And thank you to everyone tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. Of course, we cannot get things done, as I will flip the script here in a moment, without, of course, our sponsor, Fans of Philly. And if you want to visit our website, of course, you can go through broadstreetsouth.com and or straight through fansofphilly.com, where you guys can make a getaway purchase for the Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, and am I missing anybody? The Eagles. Yes, because they're coming up very shortly. So fans of Philly, they're going to be traveling out to Vegas, to different places, uh, Denver as well. We're waiting for the NFL schedule to come out so fans of Philly can put up their stuff up there. So uh, you can reach out to Joe at fansofphilly.com versus his email. You can also call 610-617-5 or, yeah, 5171. I'll get the number correctly because I know I probably butchered that number. But, again, you can go to fansofphilly.com. You can also go through – as long as I can share my screen here, I'll bring it up here momentarily. You can go through our website here, as you can see, through BroadStreetSouth.com. If you click on the link right there, Fans of Philly, you can reach out to Fans of Philly. Book your trip today with FansofPhilly.com. And also, Last Style Media, who loves to coach us. And we have tons of fun with Last Style Media with John Crichton, Vince Quinn, and John Barchard. You can also click on their link so you can see if you want to become a better broadcaster, do all the good fun stuff that we do here on a weekly basis. Also, along with uh, the audio side of our show, if you guys and girls did not catch it, that is on Tuesday nights, but we release it Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock and go back and listen to the Hot Topic 1 this past week that we had on. So you can do it right here through the RSS feed. If you scroll up a little bit more, you'll see it on iTunes, also on Spotify, and that's about all the stuff that I need to explain, at least for the moment. So we will bring on everybody here. But it's been a long time since we've heard from this one gentleman. And I'm pretty sure he's missed 
his intro. So without further ado, it is Vito Corleone. Vito, what's happening? Welcome back. What is going on, Philly? What is going on, fans? What is going on, Mr. Martinez? How are you? I am doing fantastic, sir. It is a balmy, I want to say about 82 degrees outside right now. Uh, About part of the cloudy skies. I'm looking out the studio window here. But absolutely fantastic down here in Tampa. A lot of news to talk about. The Bucks re-sign all their players. We'll get into that in a little bit as well. And the Lightning are kind of sliding. Even though, yes, we're going to be talking Flyers as well. But just give you an update what's going on down here in Tampa. But So uh, before you give us the exciting news of everything that you did, of course, over in Alaska, (laughs) or maybe not. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure you have a lot of fun over there. We're going to bring on the rest of the crew here so everyone can be on board. And so we have even much more fun. And I'll get to your comments here momentarily. But we also can't do the show without the professor, the Juru himself, Michael Sherman. It is the professor. How are you this evening, sir? I am doing fantastic. What's up, boys? The Philadelphia Phillies are five and one. They are currently the kings of the National League East. But do they have an ace? Ooh, we need to talk about that. That we sure do. The Phillies are on fire, and I didn't see, and maybe a lot of people didn't see either this hot start, or maybe some people did, and we were drinking the juice because I know Jimmy Seltzer said they were going one sixty-two and zero. Obviously, that didn't work. So maybe 161 and 1. But we'll see. It's a long season, but a great start for the Phillies for sure. We also like to introduce our beat writer, and I will bring back our page here momentarily because if you guys can see, there is not only one and or but two articles. Let me refresh the page here so we can hopefully see this right here. That would be us coming back on here live. The MLB All-Star game gets removed from Atlanta. This article, if you guys click on where it says read more, It's an absolutely fantastic article by our beat writer, Nicholas Lisi. He did an amazing job with his first article. The second one pretty much knocked out of the park. No pun intended, MLB All-Stars. But great job by him. And, of course, you guys, as we said before, you can watch and view our show on BroadStreetSouth.com. If I flip it back here, you can see, hey, by the way, there's a mirror of us up there. So, you can see the show right there, and I will switch it back out so we can bring on, of course, our beat writer, Nick Lisi. Nick, how are you, sir? Angel, I'm doing great. I'm uh, super excited to get this show started, and uh, we got some great plans coming up for the All-Star Game, so be tuned for that. Decided to write that article about the All-Star Game. It's a good time writing it, and I can't wait to write my next one. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic for sure, and please – Give it a read because it's a lot of fun. And if you want to even learn more, even with what goes on within the article itself, go to BroadStreetSouth.com. Take a look at, again, between iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Listen to the what's it's titled Hot Topic and take a listen to that audio. We had a good debate that evening. It was a lot of fun. We learned a lot from each other even before the podcast came on. So going behind the podcast is a lot of fun because we can pretty much talk about whatever we feel like then versus what we do today, even though we do talk what we feel like as well on this show. But behind the podcast, if you guys want to check that one out, 
Go through iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Tuesday night show was a great, great time. So check that one out this week. And also with us, filling in for the vacationing Vito Corleone is Ryan Neff. Ryan, welcome to the show this evening. What's up, fellas? Look at that friggin' Motley crew on my screen here. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. <laughs> I like the girl Karasumi like. <laughs> One of my exactly. favorite groups, New Edition. So we got, again, a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll just put it up there one more time. Fuji is back. He's been gone now for three weeks. And so, uh, Fuji, before we get into every little detail here, and uh, Mike Klein, I will try to send you the link here momentarily. So pardon me because uh, you chimed in here kind of late, so we'll see if I can get that, that link over to you. Um, so one thing that I will say is that Fuji was nice enough. Now, I did mention before we were going to ship him out to Afghanistan, but because he needed his, you know, COVID protocols, his, you know, documentation, he needed the mafia with him. We couldn't make it happen. So we decided to send him further west and out to Alaska. He was freezing a little bit for us, but he found out that that field hockey team may not have been. We lost Sherman. He'll, I'm pretty sure he'll come right back. That field hockey team, of course, may have been, you know, maybe they were there. Maybe they weren't. So, Fuji, Fuji, do you want us, you know, just fill us in exactly what's been going on with you for the last three weeks. And, uh, well, I'm pretty sure the fans are interested. Well, I want to thank everybody for my birthday wishes last Wednesday. I was – I had COVID for the last two weeks. My family and I, so everybody's better. Good thing is I lost about 10, 15 pounds, which I needed to do, but – some minor symptoms, and I'm COVID, COVID-free now. I'm feeling a lot better than I have been. So I want to thank everybody for the, the get well wishes. Miss being on the show. Miss you guys again. I feel like I've been gone for a month, but now I'm back and ready to get the show back on track where we were and get the views up, and we're going to the top, baby. So jump on, jump on the wagon because – I'm driving the train right to success, yeah. right to the top, so we can hold up another Super Bowl trophy. Let's do it. And a World Series trophy and an NBA title to go with it. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris, led by Doc Rivers. Get ready. The Sixers are on fire. We can see it. Man. They got 19 games left, if I remember correctly, before the end of the season. They got a 10-game push, which is going to be extremely hard. But the Sixers can do it. I'm pretty sure Doc Rivers is the man to get Sixers finally over that playoff hump that we need, that we've been waiting for the longest. Instead of being eliminated in the first round, hopefully we can make it to the second one. But we shall see. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. There's also uh, Joseph Stinger. Hi from Florida. Joe Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate, of course, Tom and Ducky as well. And Joe says, also, don't forget the Stanley Cup. You can't forget it. So don't forget about the Flyers. Even though the Flyers right now, mm -hmm. Joe is uh, uh, not too good. Tampa Bay has probably a better chance right now than the Flyers because Flyers are, would have to bounce back from the basement in order to make it. So thank you again, everybody <coughs> who joins us. And we also found out, of course, we kind of teased it on the Tuesday night audio show. But now that it's out there, we did find out. That Nick's roommate, Trevor Lawrence, is actually getting married this Saturday. So, Nick, I, I know he heavily decorates his room back there, you know, with the whole Kansas City stuff. And and uh, we hear that maybe he had met his idol. I'm not too sure that, you know, again, those are rumors. It's all swirling around. No one knows. But, uh, you know, 
he's been out there. I'm pretty sure he's getting ready to get married. So uh, what's the feeling like out there in Clemson with knowing that Trevor is no longer on the market? Well, he's uh, he's been off the market for the last three years now. Unfortunately, I uh, I'm not going for Trevor. He's, he's just we're just we're just buds. Um, but yeah, I didn't even get an invite to his wedding. Like, what the heck? Like you'd think like we like we live together. Like he'd you know at least shoot me an invite. Like I don't exactly. need to be in the wedding, but at least like an invite, you know. Right. But uh, no, big congratulations to him, uh, him and his fiance getting married, and uh, hopefully they have a great relationship coming forward. Uh, I, I think so. And, and listen, we, I know we talked a little bit off air. Um, and, and you know what? And, and again, because it's just our type of laid back little bit show here tonight. I, I want to post this question. Nick and I got into it a little bit before uh, we came on air here. So to to all the, the panel here, Fuji, Neff, and of course, uh, our sports contributor, Mike Sherman, who's doing a fantastic job with an upcoming draft show that's going to be out of this world. So you guys Draft night on Thursday night, we have a double show lined up. One is we're talking with Carlos Vega, who is running for district attorney of the city of Philadelphia. So that will be on earlier in the evening that night. As soon as we end that interview with Mr. Vega, which we hope becomes the next district attorney for the city of Philadelphia, then we will turn into the draft night and we'll talk about the Eagles pick and we'll see what happens that evening because things can change leading up to the draft. Then the following day, that Friday, round two, we will be on at 10 o'clock until midnight. Who knows? We may run a little bit past midnight. So grab your beers, your steins, whatever you drink on a Friday night, as long as you're not drinking and driving. Let's put that folks. Folks, don't drink and drive. Okay? But Got your wings ready. <laughs> exactly. Get everything ready because it's going to be a stellar show. Mike Sherman, Mike Fuji, they're putting it all together. Ryan F., I believe he's talking to Jerry Jones. We're not too sure. They're, they're mm. best pals and buds. We don't know. Uh, Maybe they're talking a little bit. Not There's, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot going on, but thanks to those guys, the entire team, for trying to put something together. It should be a lot of fun, so everyone, please stay tuned for that. More news on that will break as we get closer towards the draft, which isn't what, Sherman, three weeks away at this point? April, uh, April 29th. That's crazy. Right? Three weeks away. Speaking of, I didn't see like no numbers tonight. I'm kind well, of surprised. Well, Fuji's back on the show, and he's been the one. So before his absence in this trip to Alaska, he was always the one who said six weeks until the draft, seven weeks until the draft. So I didn't want to steal his thunder. I you know just you didn't. were taking, you were doing it anyway for the last couple weeks. I well, mean. it's because you weren't there. So when you didn't do it, I was I here in spirit. Well, I didn't want to do it. This I was steal here your in spirit. Yes, we're three weeks away from the draft. Three weeks. Get ready. 21 days. Woo! There is an, I, there's one person. I, I know I'm going to have to take a, a quick break. Joe Ennis, I did not forget about you. Momentarily I did, but I will send you the link out momentarily. So Joe Ennis, and, and, and I'll bring him on. Hopefully he's listening and he's over on the uh, on the West Coast. He's going to talk about a charity that they've been trying to put a, a Eagles Facebook page together. Um so I'm going to send out an email here to you shortly. I'll just kind of walk away from the screen or I'll just mute my mic and uh, send you out the invite. But Joe wants to talk about, and I completely forgot to <laughs> talk about Eagles talk. So Joe, I did not forget what you wanted to talk about. So I will send out the link here momentarily so you can join us and you can talk about uh, exactly um, the charitable event and the page you're putting together that you would like to share with everyone that's going through hard times. So Joe, I will get back to you here uh, very, very shortly. So and someone remind me, because I know I'll say it right now, unless I write it down, I completely forget. Uh, one other thing that I did see, Ducky says, and true, here's another thing before we get more things going even as well. So Ducky, he says, I hope 
you can make the Father's Day flag football game on June 20th. And I'm going to try my best to try and make it out there. Uh, and, and if I can make it out there, and of course the guys will know if I can make it out there or not, uh, I may take some of my stuff here. So even if we don't go live, maybe I can do it where I can film it and then come back and edit it. So I'm going to hope to see if I can make it up there on June 20th. So stay tuned for that one. I may be back in the Philly area here. Uh, Are you playing? Am I playing? Yeah, I'm going to play. I'm not going to go out there standing around. Oh, you're retired. I thought huh? you were retired, old man. I did, but listen. Okay, first of all, I'm not, I just told you guys last Tuesday I was 21. I'm about to turn 22 here. Well, I didn't. Hey. I wasn't on last week. I don't know. I've been in Alaska. That, that's COVID. true. That's true. I'm sorry. That's right. You I've were been out there with the uh, Alaskan hockey team, just sitting there having COVID and all that good stuff. But <laughs> listen, did you? The important thing is, did you have any Eskimo pies? Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I see Mike Klein, of course, he says, that, can the football season start ASAP? Let's go, Birds. Mike, again, uh, I will reach out to you here momentarily. Mike was supposed to be on with us. Um, we do have a gentleman that we'll be bringing on hopefully next week. Uh, Larry Gilman, he'll be, he should be coming on with us. And that's more important news that's coming out as well for the show and for everyone. So, uh, stay tuned for that one as well. Mike, I, I did not forget, so I will get back to you here momentarily. And, of course, Rob J. from Cleveland's Finest Podcast. Oh, Rob. Rob J., what's going, going on? on? And I tell you what, Rob is doing, and, and not for nothing, Rob is doing a fantastic job. Looking at where Cleveland was before and where it is now, Cleveland's Finest Podcast, that background, what they're doing, what they're getting involved with, and leading up to the draft, listen, kudos to Rob J at Cleveland's Finest Podcast, those those guys do an amazing job, and I know they're about uh, Sherman about eleven minutes away from starting their show. Ah, the rough cut, the rough cut sportscast. They're going to be doing some analysis of picks nine through sixteen. Uh, I believe led by Aaron Mukes tonight, who oh. is the resident Dallas Cowboys fan, who we mm. are hoping to have on our show on Friday night, April thirtieth, along with the rest of the crew. So you definitely want to. Check you definitely want to check that out. But after you view our show tonight, check out the Rough Cut Sportscast. They did a fantastic hockey show last night. Tonight uh, they're doing football draft, I, and tomorrow they're doing fun and games. Friday, always a great time by Vinny and AJ. I don't know if I can be on any Cowboys fans. Sorry, folks. No, we're gonna have a civilized conversation. Sure? I don't know what it is to be civil with Eagles and Dallas. No, and you're gonna lead the charge. We're gonna purposely have you ask all the questions to Aaron. Hmm. It'll be great. It'll be great entertainment. Uh, that's like oil and vinegar, not mixing. But think, well, okay. So, would it make it better if we get Howie right next to you at you know at the man cave there, the Eagles man cave? We can get Howie on one side, and then Jerry Jones on the other. Would that no. make it better? I want Cowie kidnapped and taken out of the war room on the night of the 29th. I want him MIA. They can find him. They can bring bring him back alive after. The draft is over after somebody else is making the picks in that war room. Take Jeff Lurie with him because he's too handy. He's becoming like that jackass in Dallas and that idiot in D.C. that owns a team now. Snyder, two buffoons. The three all make three stooges, Lurie, Snyder, and Jerry Jones, three buffoons of the NFC East. Hmm. Mo, Larry, and Carly. And the Pep Boys, whatever you want to call these jokers. Not someone waited. Wasn't it Joe? Just or uh, holy moly's, Joey. Didn't Joey refer to us as the Pep Boys? 
not tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost Joey certain. Yeah. I'm almost certain. Uh, Jack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it'll be nice to film the game. I'm going to try. Oh, and by the way, um, so Ducky, if 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 you want to be a coach right now, and Ducky, you can answer me here as I'm talking. Right now, Ducky is a coach of one team. He's looking for three more coaches. And if you love flag football, this will be the first annual Father's Day flag football team. So if you are a coach and you would like to coach, reach out to Ducky Cornishier on Facebook. Um, we'll be putting some flyers here together here very, very shortly. Of course, my schedule is very tight, but I'm going to help out Ducky here so he can get so a big push for this flag football game. And it's going to be in Jersey also, if I remember correctly. So Ducky, um, if you're still tuned in, let me know. But I believe you are looking for three other coaches. So if you are a coach and you like to have fun, you know, teams that would like to play, you can trash talk and do whatever you want to. Just don't hurt each other for the most part because there is no pads or anything else. It's just flag football. But reach out to Ducky Cornish and let him know because he is looking for – last time we spoke was uh, three more coaches, and hopefully he'll, he'll tell me here momentarily. So, again, there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on we know. Eagles had just signed Millville, New Jersey. There you go. So you just answer me at least with Millville. And, Doug, you let me know if you're still looking for coaches so we can put it out there. So Millville, New Jersey will be the location for the first annual Father's Day flag football. And that should be a lot of fun. Hopefully I'll make the trip up north here so uh, I can go out there and just showboat with everybody. I'm not showboating because my knees are probably giving out before I do anything else. But that's another thing. Fuji, though. Fuji, I, I think you should come on. I think you should go and play. Sherman, I, you know – no, let's um, play. Let's 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 get let's get the whole let's get the, the whole team in the there. I, I'm too young. I, I'm not a father, so I I'm you too young. But you let's get all four of you out there on the team. Team trip ticket up to Philly. We'll pick yeah. you up at the airport, Philly International, and we'll and drive then, right right over to Walt Whitman down. Where was it? Fifty five to Melville. Exactly. Hey, Neff, you you should play too. You're an ex quarterback. Get hey, your ass out here. Look, <laughs> my my insurance deductible is too high for me to be getting out there oh. doing anything. No, no, hold on. If we're going to do this, if the whole team is going to be there on June 20th, then Arnold has to make an appearance there <laughs> since Ryan can't play. Arnold wrong. should be able to at least give us a play-by-play -play of what's going on in our field. That would be truly entertaining because if you've never heard Arnold Schwarzenegger – Give no. you a color commentary. That would be the most fantastic thing you would ever hear <laughs> in your lifetime. So we'll see. We'll, we'll try to make it happen. But, Nick, you're never too young. All right? You are yours, father's son. So you're still in, circling back here as so – I have, uh, I have as, a father. So that means I can play. Is that, yeah. is that how it works? You'll probably – you'll outrun all us old heads. You hang, out, you hang out with Trevor Lawrence. You should have picked up some pointers. Oh, I'm for sure. But, you know, I don't want to – Showboat on everyone, <laughs> rude like right. that. That's 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 a little that's a little rude, you know. That's all right. You could you yeah. could put on that Tyreek Hill jersey and take off. Right I don't want to be too many of y'all deep. Like you can high step me. like Dion Barry and uh, Billy Sims and <laughs> just showboat and take it right in right into the end zone and spike that ball. The garden saw Fred Barnett. If that's the case, like, then where do we put the professor? Is he on the O line, or or is the professor going to be our running back? I don't know. The professor, professor? Is all time everything. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. If anything, I'll be punting the ball. I'll be, I'll be standing <laughs> fifteen yards back and just try to drop kick, a, drop kick. Put him on defense, Drew yeah. Dawkins. 
Drew Dawkins. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that would be amazing. But, but listen, we'll stay tuned. We'll see if we can make all this happen. We're also trying it out to Vegas uh, with fans of Philly. Again, fansofphilly.com, the sponsor of the show, the official sponsor of Broad Street South. And we do appreciate, of course, Joe taking us on and, and coming on with us as a, as our sponsor. And we're, we're going to try to get together here because I believe Kelly also stated that she would actually make the trip as well. If all of us get together. So my producer will be there. We'll be there. Nick, uh, I know it'll be around school time, but that might be one of those weekends. You might have to get away. We're working on it. We're, we're, yeah. we're working. We're working actively on the situation and I will let everyone know when Luke. I uh, end up figuring out what I'm doing. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> so we're gonna see it, it, it we're gonna vegas is a lot of fun so my producer and i debbie of course she's in the next room making sure the audio and and everything looks good but so we went out to vegas this past summer tons of fun even though we it, it was still code restrictions and everything else but it was a lot of fun so i'd imagine i went and we went when there wasn't as many people as you normally see on tv but it was still a good friend amount of people so i would imagine vegas weekend with a bunch of bird fans from fans of Philly out there, uh, it, it would be a fantastic show. So we're going to see. We're going to wait for the scheduling day to come out. We're going to see what kind of travel plans that Joe maybe can put together for all of us. And it will be a lot of fun if we can go out to Vegas with all the fans that have a fantastic show out there from, from Vegas. So the stadium is amazing. Allegiant Stadium is good Lord. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the Rams have the actual modern 21st century stadium. But I forgot the Chargers. Allegiant Stadium. They yeah, whatever. Did he share it? But I'm saying that Allegiant Field, good lord! It's I mean it's so nice. And nighttime, honest to God, if you're standing out on a bridge that you can see it from the distance, it looks like a humongous nightclub. And by the way, they do have a nightclub in one of the end zones, so you can dance while the game's going on. Go figure that out only in Vegas. Sure. And are I'm you a dancer, the showgirls? Huh? Are you a dancer? Why? Yes, I am. Hey. I'm not Hispanic for nothing. What, what kind of dance? What kind of dance, Angel? I do a little bit of everything. Salsa, merengue. Um, I okay. like to dance to, to EDM music, so I have a lot of fun okay. with that. Uh, bachata. Okay. Okay. Um, the waltz. Uh, hey, Gerardo. Do you, know shag, do you know how to shag dance or no? Ooh, just a little. That's bit. that's big. That's big here. I've, uh, I'm taking dance classes too. It's, shag is huge. Foxtrot. Fox yeah, trot, I do yeah. the foxtrot, and I look like a complete idiot doing the foxtrot too. Just bounce around, so I just act like a fox, and you just hop all over the dance floor. But, uh, can, can you do the windmill? Or the worm? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Many years ago, sure. Now, no, it's not happening. So you're going to break out the the old uh, sneakers with the New Yorkers? Hmm. No, what? Break I mean, out the cardboard and we'll store popping and all that. Yeah, but it, see, listen. First of all, the Kango and the Adidas have been sitting on a shelf. Okay, in, in pristine. What about the gazelles? You can't forget those. See, but I, that's uh, the other thing. That's gone. See, after you, after so many years, you gotta let it go because then you start looking like that old guy. What was the jacket? Members only. That's what I would look like right now if I go out there with gazelles I, and tangos and everything. I would look like the only guy in the room with a members only jacket. I so seen a picture of you with gazelles on back in the day. Ah, uh, French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate peanut butter <laughs> cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. <laughs> then that, it's funny because that commercial, it's uh, probably one of the better ones that Geico's ever made. And I guess a free plug here for Geico. But one of the better commercials, like I always sing it. That at the very end, what I always like, and, and Debbie, my girlfriend here, she'll, she'll just kind of look at me. And I always just go throw my hands up in the air, sprinkles. Sprinkles. It's the best part of the commercial. So, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Ducky, 
Let me get back to him real momentarily. He says, I might wear a custom jersey. Um, ooh, okay. So if you wear a custom jersey, put Martinez in the back. But I'm just saying. Or Double zero. Uh, he says, I will send the link. And we just lost somebody. Who do we lose here? Charlie. Yeah. And I want to see the Eagles bring up the lime green jerseys or baby blue and yellow. No, no, not the baby blue and yellow jerseys. No. And, and I'll show me. They were hideous. Uh, so Ducky says that I want to see the Eagles bring up the lime green jerseys or the baby blue and yellow jerseys. Mm -mm. Not that hen one. That I, I want to see the, the Kelly green. I'd rather see that back. I, I don't want to see the. Sorry, the city, city of Philadelphia colored jerseys were hideous. I don't even own one of those. They were terrible. Yeah. No, it was it. No, they were the worst jerseys ever. Has there been any talk, anyways? Because I, I haven't heard much from the Eagles yet alone from uh, NBC Sports Philly back home. It, there's I know they they've been talking that they're going to bring the throwback, but I haven't heard anything since. And a couple teams have already announced the ones that they're going to bring back. Has anybody they've, been talk, they've been talking about it for a couple of years. I don't know what Lori's doing down there at the NovaCare, but The direction the Eagles are going, the 2021 Eagles should be embarrassed to wear those Cali Green jerseys. Let's get a good team on the field because who knows what they're going to do in this draft. Because I'll tell you this. Fuji, you weren't on uh, pre-show, but we were talking about it. You were a season ticket holder. If I the, still am. Yeah. And if, and if the Eagles – no, no, I'm saying you are a season ticket holder. If the Eagles trade out of that 12 pick, mm. and basically the message that they're saying to the fans is, we'll take your uh. money, but we're going to field a crap team on the field. How would you feel about that as a current season ticket holder of the Eagles if they trade hey, out of that 12 pick? you think I'm already cringing paying all this money to – these idiots. I like to opt out for the season with with garbage on the field. Honestly, it, it's a disgrace. Well, yeah. they're talking about trading out that out disgrace. Well, don't make, don't make me cringe anymore. What you don't my like throwing blood, money away? My blood's boiling. Yeah, see, I told you, I knew it was going to happen. Just don't worry. It's a little more. See that? You remember when you got your COVID and it was just that little bit in there? Don't worry. The rest of it, there you go. What are you giving me? Monopoly money. money. Yeah, <laughs> just throw it all up in the air. Only, only how about those millions you got, Stash? Give me a couple thousand. Yeah, here you go. Ellie Rossetti says, hello. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Thank you for viewing our show. We appreciate now, it. Show me the, the briefcase of the, the cash. Yeah. Now we can talk business. This is what you'll get from me. You get a dollar. One buck? <laughs> like in uh, trading places. Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> you should get a $1 bill and then switch it out with your face there and then, then show Fuji. That would be money, fantastic. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, Tom says, I love the midnight black uniforms. And, yeah, they, they are – no, not a fan? I absolutely hate and abhor the black uniforms. All these teams, it's a marketing scam to make money, and I know I know it looks aesthetically pleasing. And when the Eagles have that midnight black uh, for the blackout game when they play the Giants or Dallas on Sunday night, me, I am not with the populace. I absolutely, positively hate those black jerseys. Who hate asked it. you? Who asked you anyway? I'm commenting on what a fan said, and Tom, I respect your opinion 100%. We all have our likes, and we all have our dislikes. Me, I mm. do not like the black jerseys at all. But thank you for viewing Damn. this show. Much appreciated. This is what I came back to after being <laughs> off for three weeks. 
it could have been worse. You could have been in Afghanistan, so it could have been worse, right? COVID Luckily, you went to West. I'll take COVID. Okay. Mm. Uh, hold on. So not really, but Nick's brother says, "What do you guys think of day one at the Masters?" Ooh, did anyone watch the Masters? Can we defer to Ryan on this because Ryan's our our Ryan's golf expert, our yes. golf expert, and uh, everybody was talking about the guys with the length, like Dustin Johnson, and Nick can expand on this a little bit more because he's down there. He's in the heart of that country right now so everybody was talking about the length of Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and some of the heavy hitters um, but I've always said I don't care how far anybody hits it Augusta will always be a thinking man's golf course and even if you're going to bomb it off the tee you've got to be able to put it in the right spots you know even if you hit a bad tee shot You've got to be able to put it in a spot where it's not going to like penalize you all that much. And Justin Rose today, from what I saw, he shot a seven under 65 today. He just, now the front nine, it was almost like he was trying to get a feel for the course and the weather. Cause I know it was windy. The wind picked up later in the day, but you it's, it, it's all about course management down there. And I've always said, the players who managed that course well over the years, you remember, I think it was what, four years ago, you know, Justin Rose and Sergio Garcia went to the playoff. Justin Rose always seems to play that course well because he's a course manager. He just takes what the course gives him. And, you know, Dustin Johnson shot plus two. I don't know what Bryson DeChambeau eventually shot. I know at one point he was like plus five. So, even like Tiger Woods, you know, Tiger Woods in his when he won his first Masters overpowered the course, and then they Tiger proofed it. But even Tiger Woods, as he started getting a little bit older, realized that he start he, he sort of had to manage the course because of the whole Tiger proofing thing. So he had to rearrange what he was doing. So all these big hitters, there was a lot of people that struggled today. I mean, a lot of people that struggled with the conditions, but. You know, I, I think what you're going to – and my my pick was Justin Thomas, and even he struggled today. Jordan Spieth struggled today. So I don't know what Nick thinks, but, again, you know, you, you're going to see somebody come out of the pack that you're, you're not going to think that's going to win a tournament. Are you saying that mathematics actually plays a role in sports? I didn't say mathematics or <laughs> analytics. I'm just <laughs> – I'm just – I'm just from what I've seen with the Masters over the years and years and years, especially some of the veterans that keep coming back and playing it. You have to know where to place the golf ball on that course, or you are just not going to be able to compete. Well, uh, let me add on to your point there, Ryan. And first of all, yes, math mathematics is involved in sport. My dream is to work in data analytics and sport, and uh, there's definitely a career to be had there. But, yeah, I mean, going off what Ryan said, a lot of guys struggled today. Only 12 guys hit under par. Just watching some of the putts, they uh, just they either, you know, put too much on a putt, put not enough on a putt. seemed like every single guy out there was, was struggling from time to time today, uh, except for Justin Rose, who hit seven under. But I'm excited to uh, see how the weekend folds. Um, I definitely don't think Justin Rose is going to stay in this lead for – for too much longer just based on how everyone else has been performing. And I think he, he'll end up having an off day, but 
it's uh it was a good first day it was a solid first day and tomorrow should be another great one yeah i i now I wish I could get into it as much as you guys would. And, and, I, and unless I learn the game itself, which is not hard to learn, but if I would learn all the players and everything else, I'd have filled right in there. So right now, what you guys said is good for me because I'm good as far as when it comes to Masters. So that's my extent. So everyone, yes, I, you know, Tiger Woods and I are like this. Not really. We're like that. But uh, <laughs> hopefully Tiger's getting better as well. Although we did learn and find out that Tiger apparently was speeding Doing about eight miles an hour in a 45. Yeah. So not too smooth there. Now yeah, I will introduce here as we're getting into Eagles talk and he's not a putz, even though we've been talking about putts, not a putz. It is from Philly to South, Mr. Michael Klein, Mike, my buddy. How are okay, you? Hey, how you doing? Uh, Mike. What's up guys? Thought you were frozen there for, I don't know. There we are. Oh, putts? No, I just said that we we're talking putts. I say you're not a putts. <laughs> hey, um, hello from Tampa, Florida. How's it going, man? We're, uh... yep, still freezing. No, you're still freezing up. Well, you're on my Christmas your... card list, Angel, so it's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're, you're freezing up a little bit, so hopefully it'll get a little bit better. Let me Let me bring this up here. Hold on there, Mikey. Where is he? So, Mike is the president, the original president of Tampa's original Philadelphia Eagles fan club, Philly of the South, established in 1995. They're coming up on year number 26, and normally you can catch Mike and the rest of the crew at Tampa Joe's. It's it's a lot of fun. Last year, unfortunately, not so good because of COVID. The first year that was there, oh, my God, it was ridiculous. I think, Mike, I want to say there was maybe two games possibly where it wasn't jam-packed i want to say when the eagles matter of fact when the eagles i i believe went on that two-game slide that was the only time that i didn't see uh the place back but other than that tampa joe's is a lot of fun um the people there the, the people you end up meeting and there and it's just not local folks from tampa mike gets people from when they come from up north they'll google and see where they can go to and we won't name the other club that was in the area that's no longer in the area but philly the south is in the area and if you guys want to have a fun exciting time with Eagles fans, not wannabes, actual Eagles fans. Tampa Joe's a place to be with uh, Philly to South. And Mike, so just kind of give us a little bit of update here as we get into Nate Subville talk and momentarily. Are you returning back to Tampa Joe's? And I know we're still waiting for the all clear signal. I think April 26th is when we get rid of uh, supposedly the mask mandate down here. So uh, have you heard and or dealt with uh, right now the management over at Tampa Joe's? He's still freezing up, Angel. Yeah. He may have to come back on his computer. Maybe fire yeah, he's, he's, he's freezing up really bad. Get yeah. him to put a blurb on our website. Get him to put a blurb on our website. Broad Street see, what see, see what happens when Fuji comes back? Yeah, things go wrong. Fear and wonder. That's right. Moses. Yeah, but you guys were telling me you miss me and you love me and all that. Was that all a bunch of lip service or? No, listen, Vito, you should know the Godfather never gets replaced. Never. Of course he does. He doesn't get replaced. No, okay. it's not, not it's a 22 our, in the back of the head or a pair of cement shoes hanging yeah. at Luca Brazzi. Listen, that's, 
it's back in the day. Now we just send a horse head to you on FedEx. I mean, we don't deliver it anymore because we got to stay away from each other. But what am I, Johnny Fontaine, <laughs> aka Frank Sinatra? <laughs> so I've got I've got to ask this question though, too, because Angel mentioned it before. No. Does anybody really give a rat's ass about Nate Sudfeld? I don't know. Really. The third I string had, bum. I had no idea he got traded until Angel said it. Yeah, he got he got signed by the 49ers. Let Greg Ward be the emergency quarterback. But but does that does that mean the Eagles are gonna take another quarterback? No. It means no. they're gonna Not high, take Justin they, Fields at number. You know, you know how many quarterbacks the Eagles have on the roster right now? We're a quarterback factory. Oh, man. Two. AKA. You know how many quarterbacks you need on an NFL roster? Three. So that means they need still, one more quarterback. I still don't think teams – it's been quiet like the last week, but I still don't think teams are wheeling and dealing before the draft comes up. I just don't. It's quiet now. But yeah, I but what about you, the day? What about minutes leading up to a pick? That's when the that's when the wheeling and dealing usually gets done. Yeah, come on, didn't you watch draft day? That's how, Where you that's been? how it works all the time. Oh, the hell! Where the hell you been, my man? I don't even care about the draft until draft day. Actually, uh, I could care less. I could care unless it's something Dang. big that happens before the draft. I don't care until draft day actually hits. And then let's be honest, fans only care about the first two or three rounds. Then they tune out. I don't. I like the whole drift. Mm-hmm. Who's the real one? So I can see what these slaps are yeah. taking. Well, let's see. We got Mikey back. Let's see what happens this time around. All right. So are you done with your satellite feed? Listen, just because see, now I could say you're on Putt's streaming network because what in the world, man? What's going on here? Oh boy! See now you got the whole echo chamber thing going on. So please, please. Okay. Well, you know what? Just, just, you know, just being in the background and thumbs up or thumbs down, one of the two, because unfortunately your echo is coming pretty bad. So anyway, so the question was before you sign off. Now we're getting to see the whole house here. This is great. Live from the Klein household. What's that? There you go. Stay Allison sucks. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this laptop, man. It's not working. Should have Angel get you a new one. Yeah. Expensive to the broad screen. Get right on that. Was it made in Philly? In actuality, it was supposed to be the other way around because I thought Mike had some news tonight himself. But if anyone's going to get a laptop, it should be the other way around because Mike has some news. And Mike, what is your news for this evening? I have, I have no idea what you're talking about, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since you don't know, make sure the microphone here is working. So if you guys didn't know, Mike was coming on tonight in all his excitement and glory from the Klein household to let us know that Philly of the South is our second sponsor of the show. Okay. But apparently he's already forgotten, so I'm going to have to get him a Christmas gift in the form of memory pills for him to understand. So now that I let it in there, Mike, why don't you let everybody know why you came on tonight? Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was official. 
we had, we had a we had a brief conversation about it. And you told me to back to me, but that, that no, that's cool. We we uh, we wanted to uh, bolster the club the club support for what you're doing. I think it's uh, it's a great thing, and we've had some fun with you and Debbie over the last couple of years, and we wish you all the best uh, with what you're doing. And we just thought it'd be kind of cool if we would tie in with you all, and just uh, that way you could say you have an official fan club as a sponsor. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate it. And, uh, and so you guys don't uh, just kind of get you caught up here. For, and thank you to everyone who's tuning in tonight uh, via BroadStreetSouth.com, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, uh, and Instagram for the first time tonight. So thank you to everyone who's tuning in from Instagram as well. In case you guys don't know, so Mike, he doesn't make it out there known to everybody. He is a billionaire, okay? And he decided since he wants to share his wealth – Wow. He's going to give us a million dollars for the contract. And Mike, I got to say, that is very admirable of you, and we do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I want to <laughs> see uh, Jerry Jones come on here. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> no, all jokes aside, Mike and I go back, and, and we have a lot of fun with each other. Lord knows every time I answer the call, it's never the same whenever he calls. So, it's, it's always something different. But, Mike, thank you from Philly to the South. We do appreciate it as far as the fan club. We know that we get to show the show on the Philly to the South page. So everyone that we haven't been with because of COVID, we hope at one point or another to see everybody back at Tampa Shows. I'm pretty sure it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into more uh, more discussions here, I know Ducky earlier had put down there that they should wear the black jerseys uh, everyone every night game, which I'm almost certain they just about do. Am I, am I not correct here? I don't think so. That's a great idea. There's been a couple games, so they have worn the, they win uh they did end up doing blackout. I know it's not every night game, but I mean it's a great I, well, I believe the later Sunday night or Monday night games they've have done it off and on, but I, I'm almost certain it's a lot more than what they used to do before. And then Dougie puts the uh, the link up there as far as where you guys can go for uh the Father's Day. But again, go to Dougie Cornish, look him up on Facebook. First annual June 20th flag. Football day, and we'll see if we can get the whole entire gang together before we move on here. David, hello, how are you? Thanks for tuning in from Boston. And Tom has a question. He says, "Do you guys think Flacco thinks he's going to be in a competition with Hertz, uh, or did he come in as strictly a backup quarterback?" And good question, Tom, because actually I do have a clip that actually might answer that question. But guys, to answer Tom's question, Sherman, I guess I'll start off with you. For do the you money. Go ahead. For the money that Joe Flacco is getting this year, I think that he's strictly going to be a backup. I think it would be insane for him to be in competition with Jalen Hurts for the money that he's getting. Okay. Food? For $3 million? Hey, who knows? Maybe he could come in and take the job if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, which do we have, do any of us know right now? No. No. So, Not even Jalen. Hey, who knows who says he don't get traded? I mean, give the kid a chance, but the way this front office is going, it's it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> it could happen. No, no. So, and then our our Philadelphia correspondent there at the uh, right below me. So Flacco, there, Mike, backup or starting quarterback? Well, I think it's great that we have a blue head on the team because that's going to get us a couple right. But I, I would seriously doubt if uh, if he steps in. I I think they they really have to let Hurts do what he or Hurts do what he needs to do. 
I've been an Eagles fan for 60 years. I've seen a lot of dogs. I've seen a lot of fires. Okay, so if you guys didn't catch that, Mike said no. Are so, <laughs> your issues? No. So, anyways, we're gonna show the clip here of Joe Flacco with Dave Spadaro. They talked recently this week, and hear what Joe says coming up on his 14th season, if I remember correctly. But here's what Joe and Dave had to say: The Eagles bringing Joe Flacco into town, one-year contract for him to come into the Eagles quarterback room and compete, add some depth and. Should be fun to watch Joe in this Eagles office. Hello, everyone. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, joined by Joe Flacco, newest member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Joe, um, you met the media earlier, and there were a lot of questions, of course, about coming back to Philadelphia. It didn't seem like it was going to be that big a deal for you, just from the sense of you grew up in the area and now you're coming back to Philly. Can you kind of elaborate on that? And I mean, you've seen everything in your career. What is this moment like for you? Well, I'm excited about it. And listen, I mean, it's tough for somebody like me uh, to show my excitement. It's just not who I am, but I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity. I'm excited about being home. I know there is a lot of excitement, a lot, you know, amongst my close friends and family about it. Um, so it's going to be a pretty cool opportunity. Joe, 14 years in the NFL, what has been the key to success? What advice would you have for young players who think that once they make it in the league, they're going to stay forever? Well, you just got to keep going. You can't ever get comfortable or think that you're comfortable in what you do. You got to keep working and keep getting better and keep your head down. And like I said, keep going. You know, there's going to be a lot of obstacles along the way and you just got to keep going through them and hope that they teach you something along the way and that you come out better because of it. And that's what I've done and we'll see where it continues to take me. Has the quarterback position in your mind and you look around the league, has it changed since you got into the league? Well, I, I think a lot of the view is that it has changed a little bit. And I think the game of football always changes and evolves to certain things. You know, defenses get different. You know, the skill positions and the sizes of different players at different positions and how people like to attack people all change a little bit. You know, obviously, I think you've seen a little bit of evolution of what the quarterback does. But at the same time, a lot of it's very similar. And, you know, just to point out, you know, there's Tom Brady out there winning his seventh Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, he's been doing it longer than any of us. So, Joe, early in your career, great success. I mean, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, playoff victories. What changes in your mind as, as you go from the regular season to the postseason? Is the game different? Well, I think there's parts of it that are different. But when you're used to playing in tight, hard-nosed football games all year, like I think that we were given kind of the advantage to in Baltimore most of my career there, we played in a lot of really important games that had a lot on the line. And I think those prepared you for those types of games that you were going to have to play in January and then in February if you wanted to win the Super Bowl. So I think there is a little bit of a difference between certain games. But, you know, when you're a tested team and when you've been through a lot, they're not too big for you and they end up being pretty similar as the rest of them. What have you found, Joe, through the course of your career? Are there certain characteristics that the really good teams have that maybe the teams that aren't having that kind of success have? Are there, are there traits that you have to have, things in the locker room that need to go right for a team to go deep into the playoffs to win a Super Bowl, in fact? Well, you have to be tough. You have to, you know, you have to be smart. Um, but besides that, uh, kind of just like what I talked about, you have to be challenged. You have to go through some kind of tough time to know that you can get through it and to gain that confidence you know, as a, as a group, and it brings you together. And I think the more that you can be challenged and go through tough circumstances, uh, the more prepared you are for the really tough games. Joe, what kind of game do you have right now? 2021, 
14th year in the league. How do you feel physically? What can Eagles fans expect to see from you this year? Well, I feel really good physically, and as long as that can stay that way, I feel better than ever about playing quarterback in this league. I've seen most of what you can see, and you know, I still have my arm and my ability to throw, and you know, everything else, you know, I feel really good about. So I'm excited about what my body and what my mind can do, and I'm um, just gotta go out there and and show everybody else. Joe, how challenging was that neck injury for you, just in terms of the context of your career and maybe the next step that you were going to take? The biggest challenge was just mentally for me. Um, just going through the ups and downs of what was going to happen if I was going to be able to play again, you know, not really knowing, kind of having it be out of my hands to a certain extent, and then ultimately not being ready to be done with it. it wasn't an easy thing to deal with, but you know, we all we all get through it, and uh, you know, I'm excited as to where it brought me today. You met with Nick Sirianni, you met with Shane, you met with the coaches, uh, you walked through the Novacare complex. What kind of vibe? did you get from that environment? Yeah, I feel like everybody's excited. I feel like everybody's eager to kind of get football started and get going to work. And I think they're excited about what the opportunity may be and how this season's going to turn out. So you could definitely feel that around the building and it, it, it makes you ready to go. And Joe, your mindset coming into this situation? Ah, listen, I'm, I'm here to play football and that's my mindset. Uh, I can't wait to go out there and play football and compete with the guys and have a lot of fun and, um, and you know, and see where this season brings us. Joe Flacco, thank you so much. Welcome back to Philadelphia as a Philadelphia Eagle. Looking forward to seeing you in 2021. I appreciate it, Dave. Of course, the clip brought to you by the Eagles, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks to Eagles for that clip. And Joe Flacco, everybody can see he looks pretty good. I will say he looks like he's really comfortable in a position where he's going to be at. It doesn't seem like he's going to ruffle, ruffle any feathers. And I know, I, I like, originally I was like, eh, you know what, maybe not. But if you're looking for someone with some better leadership, someone that could possibly help out Jalen Hurts, as we're all trying to figure out if Hurts is actually going to be the one that's going to be the starting quarterback, I don't think it was a super bad move, I guess, by the Eagles. But then again, who are you going to bring in with the salary cap issue that the Eagles are trying to still move money, get certain players in here? So I guess, Sherman, I'll start off with you. Joe Flacco, you know, right now with Dave Spadauer, looks like he's set and his mindset is clear. He knows what he needs to do here in Philadelphia. Um, is he the right guy, at least for some veteran leadership for Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts is our starting quarterback? For veteran leadership, absolutely. But as Ryan had said on the previous show, if Joe Flacco has to play meaningful quarters in games for the Eagles this year, then the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be in a lot of trouble. I'm sure he'll be a great locker room presence and he'll be a good mentor to Jalen Hurts, but he's aging. He's battled some injuries. I know that he has the Super Bowl ring on his resume, but if he has to play meaningful minutes for the Eagles, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles will be in trouble. Okay. Ryan? You know, like Sherman said, like I said in a previous show, He's on the downside of his career. Now, the veteran leadership, if he wants to mentor Hurts on what to do in certain situations, that's a fantastic move as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, he was on the downside in Baltimore. They got rid of him because they went with Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson was the future. He couldn't cut it in Denver. Um, so, again, if Hurts, there is no way in hell that Joe Flacco will start for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's not going to beat out Hurts for the starting quarterback position. If he does, I'll eat my shorts. 
It's, <laughs> All right. it's just it's, it, it, it will not happen. And again, the only way Flacco's going to see time if it's a blowout in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles are up a lot, or Hertz goes down with an injury. Other than that, it's just a veteran leadership insurance policy, somebody that can mentor Hertz. You know, Hertz getting if he gets into certain positions where he makes a mistake. You know, Flacken can pull him off to the side and say, look, this is what I saw. What did you see? You know, this is what I saw. What were you thinking? So in that aspect, yes, it was a good move. But as far as as, as far as Flacco coming in to be the quarterback for the Eagles, if Hurts gets hurt, forget it. It's it's it, it, it'll, it'll be doomsday. Okay. Uh, Fuji, before I go up to you, of course, I want to flip it over to here to – Mike Klein. So, Mike, we will hope that your audio issues are a little bit better. If not, we're going to give you a real quick no. Am I am I getting a no? That's uh, all right. So, Mike quickly said no. So, Fuji, we'll go back to you. Well, Joe Flacco, like Ryan said, you know, he's on the downside of his career, but three million dollars. I mean, this team don't really have no money to throw around. I mean, it's bringing in a backup, hopefully to groom Jalen Hurts, being the quarterback going forward. A guy that has won a Super Bowl with Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and tremendous defense. Um, I think, you know, Joe Flack, I don't think he's going to come in and try to ruffle feathers. You know, he's dealing with a first-year coach with Nick Sirianni, a guy that's actually a couple years older than him. And, you know, just, hey, hopefully, you know, Flacco kind of groom Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Hopefully he can be take Jalen Hurts under his wing and show him the right tutelage, and you know, hopefully he'll make him a premier NFL quarterback come this season. Which you got to get Jalen, you got to get him the year, and you got to get weapons around him. No, now you do. I want to bring up a comment here by Thomas, which I do not agree with, but he says, you know, the first bad game Hurts has, <clears throat> the fans are going to go start the final chant. I don't okay. believe it. Uh, by oh, any means, I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't believe that the Eagles fans are going to be that ultimate crazy to say if Hertz has one bad game, they're going to start Flacco. I, I don't know, but Nick, you're about to say something, and and Nick say. may agree because again, not an Eagles fan here, but he is our beat writer. Go ahead, Nick. Say, well, um, Flacco, right? I mean, everyone said it, he's old, um, but I'm. I'm actually. Honestly, Flacco might be one of the most – that might have been one of the most boring press conferences you can get. So he really shows that he is a professional in the room. But right now the Eagles have two quarterbacks on the roster. Is Could we could we see a third rookie quarterback enter this Eagles roster so that Flacco can mature them even more? Maybe not a first-round pick or a second-round pick, but a late-round a late round guy like Jamie Newman, who I wrote about in my first article. Or maybe a late round guy like Kellen Mond. You know, you never know. You never know with these guys. You never know with the Philadelphia Eagles, man. They love their backup oh. quarterbacks. And uh, yeah. I think Flacco is going to be a nice addition. But he honestly, he might be a third string quarterback. Well, you don't know. I mean, Eagles got 11 picks. So they could either maybe trade for another quarterback or possibly take a quarterback later in the draft, which I wouldn't be shocked, period. Why not bring out all the competition you can? Exactly. To be a smart ass, we're a quarterback factory. That's Any, true. You nobody, think with all you think with all the picks that they've acquired, 
that they're actually going to go after another quarterback. Who's calling the shots, all the shots. Yes. Who's, all who's, the problem. Who's making the picks? Yeah. All the problems yeah. that they have defensively and on the offensive line and receiver wise. You can't tell there me that they're going to go after a quarterback. Well, you, need, why not? Well, you need three quarterbacks on a roster. So, yes, I, I wouldn't be why surprised not? if they take one. Why not? Look who's calling the shots behind in the war room. It ain't John Dorsey. He went to Detroit. <laughs> it's Gene, it ain't Joe Douglas. He's up the turnpike. Maybe you want to go dig Vince Lombardi or Buddy Ryan up to do the job. I bet you their corpse could do a 10, 10 million draft picks better than this, dud. Don't get me fired up, my man. For the last couple months, all I've heard you guys talk about was ah. they got so, they've got so many holes to fill. Now well, they, they have do. all these picks. They do. Now they, have, now they have all these picks to try and fill those holes. Why are they going to go out and take another quarterback Why? when they have all these they have holes? It's the Eagles. It's the brain trust. It's the brain trust, the Roseman. Guys, the, guy can, the-, the guy can make trades. The guy can sign some free agents. But the guy just flat out can't draft. He can't guys, save he just- his own ass. Guys need well, to put the bottle. Guys need to put the bottle down. Put the bottle down now. Hey, look, look, I'm a diehard fan, my man, but a goddamn realist, I'll tell you. Whether you want to love me or hate me, Eagles Nation, it's the God's honest truth, and we can line up a million. We could take a poll, a consensus, whatever the hell you want to call it. Nobody has faith in this genius. If if Jalen Rager ends up with 900 receiving yards this year, will he be considered a failure from Howie Roseman? I know he had a bad year last year with the injury. Let's just say Jalen Rager ends up with 900 yards next year. Is that considered a failure? I wouldn't say it's a failure if you get 900 yards. I mean, they're already talking about putting a guy in the slot. So give him a chance. Give him a chance. I'm not knocking Jalen Rager. You're the one bringing him to the table. Yeah, I'm bringing it up because you trash Howie Roseman every chance well, that you can get. Well, the guy can't trash. Danny Watkins, Marcus Smith. Let's the whole 2017 draft class is gone. Matt Collins, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas. The only no, I'm wrong. The only guy left is Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. Thank you. First round it pick. just seems like we've given up on Jalen Rager pretty can quickly. Can we go? Can we go back to Minnesota's draft war room last year? They were waiting, I guess, to take their pick. Jalen Rager went, and they're all cracking up with Justin Jefferson right there on the board. Yeah, 1,500 yards later. I got Boy, it. Justin Jefferson. Broke Randy Moss's record. Justin Jefferson, one year. All right. He's already in the Hall of Fame. He, he broke Randy Moss's records with Kirk Cousins. So, you know, give Jalen Rager a chance. You know, we're assuming that Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager are just going to be just absolutely you awful. You could have traded up two picks to get C.D. Land, which I would have did with a land. That way those jackasses in Dallas didn't get them. 
Well, just wait Jaylen, until Jalen Rager. You could have probably gotten a third round. Well, just wait until Dallas undercuts the Eagles this year. I know we had Mike Hay no, on the show last year, ass. and he said nothing. Not worry <laughs> about it. But you know what? Ass. The Eagles. The Eagles are going to be eyeing somebody up at twelve, and Dallas is going to get that player. And if Dallas doesn't take that player, then the Giants are going to take that player. And all we're going to talk about on this show for the next four months—September, uh. October, November, and December—is like, ah, why uh. did the Eagles have to go down from six to twelve? And now we're going to look at Dallas and the Giants. With players, who why do you think I have no faith in this draft this year? I could give a rat's ass right now, unless yeah. unless this jackass can pull something out of his asshole. But <laughs> that's just it. I have no faith. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this: the Eagles Let- draft this year. I'm waiting for twenty twenty two with eighty million dollars under the cap because all they can let, do let, is let, go let, out let. and buy cow. Let, let Let me ask Angel and the other Mike, the third Mike that's below him. <laughs> it's the truth. This no, no, team can I'm, only I'm gonna, go I'm, out I'm, and buy talent. They can't I'm gonna, I'm gonna, What's as the matter? Eagle, as Eagles fans, I'm going to ask the question to Angel and the mic below. Angel oh, there on the screen. God. Why, if this is the case, if all the fans are bitching about Howie Roseman and X, Y, and Z, why do you think that Howie is still there? Because, because he's got pitchers and Jeff, I didn't ask you because apparently Jeffrey Lurie is, is really infatuated with Howie Rose. He, he actually believes that Harry Roseman has been doing a good enough job to hang around to not let go of him yet. Now, what I believe is that Jeff will talk once again to Howie like he did with Doug. Unfortunately, Doug is no longer here, but he will have a conversation with Howie and tell Howie, listen, this year, just for Fuji, you have to knock it out the park when it comes to the draft. Because if you don't, I will have Fuji come down to the link himself, go straight into your office, and let you go. But for me, it's one of those oh. things that Jeffrey Lurie has had, has had the actual conversation with Harry Roseman. And basically, <laughs> he was doing such a horrendous job, and we know he doesn't draft well. I get that, Vito. I understand it completely. We know he doesn't draft well. Howie has to come out and said it, but he knows he can't. But I believe Jeffrey Lurie knows that this year, specifically, if Howie does not do a good enough job, He'll be gone. So that, mm. that's my take in it. When and, pigs uh, fly. When I walk out my window and see pigs with wings fly. Maybe the cow jump over the moon too. <laughs> Seriously. So I, I concede my time to my client. I, I think that um, that Jeff is in love with Howie. I, I, it makes no sense why he hangs out. But thank you. Yeah, it's no, you know, he did win a Super Bowl. To be fair, like to be fair, I, well, like, yeah, I know, he but you know, he did. Win, he did win a Super Bowl. What did you do for me lately? You're only as good as your last at bat, man. Remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Before we get into more of the rant, of course, the next hour is brought to you by not only Fuji's rant, but also mm. Fans of Philly, the official sponsor <laughs> of the Broad Street South. And for any travel packages that you may have, <laughs> that you may have, go to fansofphilly.com, send Joe an email at joe at fansofphilly.com, put a great package together. So <laughs> thanks to Fuji, anything you need with your travel package, including Fuji himself going out to Vegas because he will put it out there. I so, want to be, I want to be that guy signing up on the website booking Vegas. That should be me up there. <laughs> Take a picture, I'll be smiling like <laughs> Yeah, we'll Photoshop your face. No worries. 
That nasty uh, one, Tom, Tom says, "View Las Vegas." So we're going to go around the NFL here, and and a couple things uh, that we've seen. Uh, one, is, where am I here? So many, multiple teams have been wanting to trade for Teddy Bridgewater because, as Nick posted out there last week, that Sam Darnold was traded to Carolina, and now apparently there's teams that are, that are going after Teddy Bridgewater. Now I don't know what Teddy really has left in the tank. We saw what he did in New Orleans, but again. Seeing it maybe sometimes not believing, I don't believe that if their teams are reaching out either for desperate measures, and no offense to Teddy Bridgewater because who am I? I'm not an NFL player by any means. But I do believe if they're reaching out for him, I would think backup at best. So I'll swing it around the panel here. And, Nick, I'll start out with you. Do you believe that Teddy Bridgewater is being reached out as a backup or as a starting quarterback? Um. Well, so what, what, teams, what teams do we think need a – starting quarterback I don't I really don't think there is one that is like yeah we really wanted starting quarterback I think New England is kind of I don't think they stooped to Teddy Bridgewater and I don't think Denver will either I think they're gonna try to get a, one of the five uh that people value as the top five quarterbacks so I think for now yeah I think Teddy's gonna have to go be a backup somewhere but I'm curious to see if Matt Rule keeps Teddy on and has a nice little QB competition with Sam Darnold because I mean Sam Darnold was traded for nothing essentially so right. like why not compete have a competition and keep Teddy Bridgewater as insurance when one of these starters ends up going down gets out for the year and you say hey you guys don't have a quarterback and we have two so if you want one it's going to be a little it's going to be a nice little price for you to to get him because they're going to be desperate for it so I think for now he's probably going to end up being a backup but he could definitely be a starter somewhere pretty soon. Okay. Booch? Well, I mean, going back to 2019, Teddy Bridgewater stepped in when Drew Brees was hurt. I believe he won like five games in a row. I mean, better. I'd rather have him than Taysom Hill or uh, Jameis Winston. I mean, you know what? Quarterbacks are like gold in the NFL. I mean, you could trade – I mean, teams are that desperate for a starting quarterback. Why not? I'd rather – I think I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Joe Flacco, but, you know, we'll just – we'll turn that page on there and not get into the Eagles discussion. All right. Uh, Mr. Klein, if your audio is available. I I think Teddy Bridgewater is nothing but a backup. All right. Chairman? I think that there's three teams in the NFL where Teddy Bridgewater could potentially go, and they would be Las Vegas, Denver, and Chicago. Chicago has already gone the route of going with Andy Dalton, so that seems to be out of the equation. Right. Denver, it looks like they're probably going to stay with their quarterback of the future. Who knows if that's going to work out there. They may trade up to number four to try to get Justin Fields, as Nick was just talking about, which leaves one more team – and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Is this a place where he could potentially start? I mm. can see it potentially happening. But, you know, who's who's the quarterback the right. out there right now? Derek Carr? And yeah, and they just re-upped the Marcus Mariota like two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, so, you know, if they, nowhere. So if they re-up Mariota and they have Derek Carr, then Bridgewater's probably not going to go there neither. So with that being said, Fuji's favorite phrase, 
anywhere where Bridgewater ends up going, he's probably going to be Ball. a backup, but a viable backup because these quarterbacks, they get hurt. And with the extra game, Ball. you never know what's going to happen. Ryan had talked about, are we going to see phantom injuries in the NFL where these quarterbacks decide to not play for one week? Could Bridgewater step in for one week? Fuji brings up a great point. What? Who would you rather have at the helm for one game, Joe Flacco or Teddy Bridgewater? I would go with the latter. I'd rather have Teddy why, Bridgewater. Why? Why not New England? I mean, can't. I mean, New England went on a shopping spree and cornered the market in free agency. But when you tell me Cam Newton, I'd rather have Teddy Sean Bridgewater. Than Cam, Newton. Cam Newton's wait, done. They're waiting for Deshaun Watson. Him. Yeah, Cam but, Newton's a bomb. He's done. But I'd Peter rather Stringer, have Teddy Bridgewater. Schrager put up a, a good thing here. I'm going to show it here momentarily. He put up a, a little his own little mock draft of what can happen with the Patriots. And I think that's why the Patriots didn't go after Teddy Bridgewater. And that, that's going to come up here momentarily as we're going around the NFL. And then Tom says that maybe Bridgewater has a backup with the New York Giants. Uh, who did I miss? Did I miss anybody? Nick? No. Sure, no I, uh, I, had, I had my little piece. But, okay. um... Missed me, you bastard. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I, listen, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Mr. Neff. Turn the page on the ring chaser. I think, Teddy, you know, I think I think Bridgewater gets a raw deal sometimes. So Guys, think about what the guy – think about what he's – just to get back to where he is. Um, you went through that horrendous injury. I mean, it was horrendous. So to battle back from where he was you know, to where he is now, um, is he a backup? Is he a starter? I don't know. But the, the two places that I thought that he might wind up, just because I thought it would make sense, he could be a backup to Matt Ryan in Atlanta. I always thought that that was a possibility. And then the, the other spot that I thought that maybe he'd wind up, you know, just because Deshaun Watson and Nick knows this, he is from the South Carolina, Georgia area. And before all this went down with Deshaun Watson, I always thought that they were going to do a swap. Deshaun Watson, Teddy Bridgewater, Carolina would give up a bunch of picks, a whole lot of picks and they would do the flip-flop just because I thought Deshaun Watson would go home. And like I said, Nick knows this. You know, I, he's from Georgia, right? Correct? Yes, he is. He's from, I want to say Cartersville, Georgia. Right. But yes, and I, I just, Yeah, so I just always thought that Watson would wind up um, in Carolina. Whether, you know, he, he might just have to realize at this point, you know, because of what's happened the last couple of years, he's tried to prove himself you know, after what happened in New Orleans. And he, and, he, and he did have success in New Orleans, let's be honest, when he filled in for Breeze. But yeah. sometimes, that's a, sometimes that success doesn't always transfer over. He might just have to realize, you know what, I might just have to resolve myself to the fact that I'm just going to have to be a backup for now until I get the next opportunity. So, um, you know, I, I think that he would be a fantastic backup to Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He doesn't have to go far. He could just go down the road. So uh, whether he starts in the NFL ever again, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that. All right. The next one is Jimmy Garoppolo supposedly. And, again, the draft is not here, but there's you know, people trying to make trades here. 
Jimmy G so far is supposed to stay put in San Fran, according to the 49ers. But once again, the rumors are swirling that Jimmy G can be put out from the Niners. Now, the Patriots did have interest in bringing Jimmy G back. Unfortunately, because of the fallout between Brady when he was there, telling the team it's either him and I, they decided to move out Jimmy G out to San Francisco. He does not want to go back to New England. So where do we believe if Jimmy G is not in San Fran, where could he possibly land next? And I'll just give this solid question over to Nick. Um. Well, so if Jimmy G doesn't stay put in San Fran, uh, honestly, I, I honestly would have no idea where he'd even want to like want to go. Like, do you, I guess like mm. maybe you try to go to one of those teams out west because he seems he seems like he kind of li- like likes that atmosphere. Right. Um, but maybe I don't know. Maybe the Raiders, if Jimmy G, if they think Jimmy G is better than Derek Carr, which is kind of iffy. Um, but if Jimmy, if Jimmy's out of San Fran and he doesn't go to New England, he's going to either have to pick between Chicago, Las Vegas, and maybe New Orleans. Oh. Um, but I don't know. I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy, I think this might be a bold take, but I think Jimmy does start in San Fran, uh, year one, uh, that they draft the new kid. I think whoever San Fran drafts, they're going to mm. at least sit him for about eight games or so. Um, and then the San Fran fans are going to chant start Mac Jones, start Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones is going to end up getting in there and, and getting some run. But I, I think for now, Jimmy's going to stay put. I think Jimmy's going to get a couple starts with the Niners to start the season. Okay. Sherman? Well, Mike, Fuge, I know that you were about to chime in, so I'll defer to you, and then I'll jump in after you. Okay. Fuge? I, I would say nobody's going to maybe buy this, but how about the Dolphins? Two is not – I don't think they're sold on Tua. I mean, there's been talks about him being traded. Um, what's what? Who's the coach in Miami? Brian, Brian Flores. Yeah, Brian I Flores. mean, he's a disciple of Belichick. Who, who's to say? You know, San Fran gets a call from Miami and the deal's dealt right there. You never know. I mean, thing of it is, you look at the Raiders. They're already paying Derek Carr. And already paid Mariota. So why not have Miami just take that contract? Depending on what they want to do with Tua, but still. I mean, San Fran just didn't trade up the number three for just for hearsay. Right. I mean, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. I mean, you're going to say one thing, but another thing's going to be done. I mean, you don't trade up for the number three pick for. Just, you know, for the hell of it. Okay. Sherman, as you, uh, if you're about to make your comment here, Ducky Corner says Jimmy G to Jacksonville. So I'll let you go with that and your comment. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy G will go to Jacksonville. I think ultimately Jimmy Garoppolo is going to want to start in the National Football League. And there's a myriad of teams who he could go to. Uh, Fuji nails it on the head with Miami. I think Miami would be a great place for him to go if he had the opportunity to start, but they just brought in a quarterback coach to help develop Tua. So I don't think Tua's right. going anywhere, but you know, stranger things have happened. If if Jimmy Garoppolo <clears throat> is willing to swallow the pill and hold a clipboard being a, being a backup, then my suggestion would 
be to either ship him to a place like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Kansas City Chiefs. Get a line with a team who's going to have like true Super Bowl aspirations for the next couple of years to come. But the problem is, just like all these athletes, they want to start in the league. They don't want to, you know, go to a team just to hold a clipboard. That is true. Neff? Two places I could see him going, and I, I know John Elway hasn't had the best of luck ever since Peyton Manning, but, you know, Denver would be an option, uh, depending on what happens with, um, you know, how the 49ers go in the draft. He's not going to go to Tampa Bay, sure. He is not going to want to back up Tom Brady again. He had enough of that. So there's no way in hell he's going to go to Tampa Bay. Um, I really, other than Denver, the only other scenario I was thinking of, and sure, you touched on it, you know, if you swallow your pride for a year, a year. Nick knows this. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the University of Pittsburgh. Why not back up Ben Roethlisberger for a year, and he then did. maybe you can take over the reins. I don't think he went there. I don't, I don't think he Didn't went. Didn't he go to Pitt? I thought he went to Pitt. No, I think he went somewhere in Illinois. He went to yeah. no, Eastern Illinois University. All right, then yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else. I apologize. Yeah, the, oh, the ring is uh, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman went to that, 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 that. That's who I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, but he, he could, you know, who the hell knows how long golf would last up in Detroit? No one, no one is no thinking one maybe golf will, will last all that long based right. on what happened and uh, with the Rams. So why not, why not go back home and, or the bears, you know, he, he's from, well, he went to school in Illinois, obviously. So, because let's be honest, guys. Andy Dalton is not a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah, but they're well, paying they're paying Dalton ten million, and they got Nick Foles on the hook with all that money behind them. Unless Nick Foles then, gets caught June first, then well, I would I would say Houston because of the. Well, they, uh, they picked up Tyrod Taylor as an insurance true. policy from the Sean Watson. That's true. Just to, you know, I, 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 I could see Jimmy G in Denver. I really could, to be quite honest with you. I, I could see that too, Ryan. I mean, again, a lot of, a lot of moving, shaking. One never knows we're getting. Uh, he's going to end up. Um, one thing here that we saw, and I talked about it a little bit earlier. I know we only have a couple minutes left here on the show, but so Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. Came up with his own mock draft, and it's a quick clip that I'm going to show you about maybe two minutes and some change uh, into it. But they're talking about if the Patriots make a trade and who would end up getting there would mean that the Eagles would be out of the Kyle Pitts sweepstakes. So I'm going to bring it up because if you don't bring it up, then somebody, whoops, wrong one here. Mm. And make sure the audio comes on here. So. This, of course, as I have to put out the statement, it is via public networking. So the NFL Network via Twitter, as you can see here on the screen, it has Good Morning Football just to make sure that we don't go fall under any copyright strikes. So this is available on a public domain. And, yes, I have to put out the long statement to make sure that the show continues on. So I want to show here from Good Morning Football the mock draft that they came up with if the Patriots decide to make – the switch to number four. The biggest eye-popping move right there is a Patriots logo at number four. Here is the hypothetical trade that my brain has mustered up. 
Justin Fields for the 15th overall pick, a, the second round pick this year, a first round pick next year, and a third round pick next year. It's a haul, but it's not crazy if you're the Patriots. What do you think, Kyle? New England finally doing it, going up and getting the quarterback of their future. It's not crazy, but you are, Peter. And we say this every spring. I want to make sure everybody at home knows. There are many mock drafts. Many of them, I'm sure, are great and will be turning out right. We believe in the Schrager mock draft. Why? Because most mock drafts are made by people watching film and scouting, and they become who they think the teams should take. Peters is based purely on contacts. He does not watch film, and his mock draft is based on who he thinks they will take. That said... Peter, you're a wild one for this one. I like it. I'm absolutely intoxicated by the idea of the Patriots moving up that far. The just something to marvel at. Cam becoming a, a mentor is something that he could embrace. Um, I'm into this. I do not want them to enter the, this season with just Cam Newton. And having this big, strong athlete from the Big Ten will be incredible. But, Peter, it's your pick. It's not mine. So when McDaniels told you they're going to move up to take fields, was it FaceTime or text? It wasn't McDaniels. It was Steve Belichick. It was his son. Um, no, in truth, there's a big feeling around the league that this one is going to be the year because the Patriots never draft this high, and they finally have this 15th pick, but they're still not high enough to get a quarterback. So if not now, when, right? So they had all this free agent acquisitions. They get, say they're eight and eight, say they're nine and seven, say they're 10 and six. They're not going to have the draft ammunition to move up to four. This might be the year and four might be the team. Atlanta, they might not be drafting quarterback. They might look to load up on picks for the future years. I think it makes a lot of sense. New England has been nothing short of very aggressive this offseason. This would fit the bill. Wow. You're muted, Angel. Oh, sorry, I can't hear you. Yep, I had to do it, unfortunately, because now you hear a bunch of clicks in the background. So you hear the interesting take there by Peter Schrager, Nick, and he mm -hmm. talks about the Patriots possibly moving up to the number four. Do you see the Patriots doing this, uh, according That's, to his mock draft? Absolutely not. Uh, Bill Belichick – the highest Bill Belichick has picked in a draft is 10, I believe. Or actually, no, he, he selected Richard Seymour 6 in 2001. It's the highest he's ever actually picked in a draft. There's no way he's going to trade up to four and go try to get Justin Fields. And that proposed trade, Bill Belichick's got to give up, what, four picks, three picks? Bill Belichick doesn't give up picks like that. You know, he's, he's very conservative with his picks. And uh, I think that he'll, he'll end up staying, where are they, like 14-15? I think he'll end up staying there and just picking the best defensive player available to help the Patriots move forward. All right. Uh, Mr. Klein, I do see you bounce your head like a bobblehead there. Do you believe that that would actually make a move as well? No, I think uh, that uh, – I don't think – I think that San Francisco is going to take fields. He's, he's so much better than Mac Jones when you look at him on paper, and I think that's what they moved up for. So – He's not even going to be there at four. Right, yeah, I agree with Klein 100% that I think San Francisco is going to take Justin Fields at three. On paper, the, propo the proposed trade, 
I actually, I absolutely love it. Roll the dice if you're New England, you know. Take your shot. And I know that Belichick is pretty conservative when it comes to picks like that. But you know what? For once, roll the dice. Take a shot at Justin Fields. But there's one problem. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be available for because San Francisco is going to take him at three. So I'm right on board with Mike Klein with that 100%. All right. Neff? Yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's no way New England's going to going to pull the trigger on that. It's <laughs> They have the team that they want. They were big time involved in free agency. They went after the people that built Belichick that they thought that they needed. Justin Fields, 99% sure he's going to go to San Francisco. There's no way Atlanta is going to give that up. You know, everything that I'm hearing, Atlanta is Atlanta's really high on Kyle Pitts or they're going to go defensive-wise because we all mm. have, seen, have seen that defense over the last couple of years and how pathetic that it's been. But every that's that's what I'm hearing. Either Atlanta's going to stay put, and either go pits, or they will go defense. But there's there's no way in hell that that's not that's not what the Patriots do. They're not going to give up that many picks just for a quarterback that that's really other than one year is unproven. To be quite honest with you. All right, Vooch. I disagree. I'm going to say they go quarterback because they just went out there and hired. Tennessee Titans offensive guru, Arthur Smith. I mean, Matt Ryan is like Joe Flacco, same age, came out same year. It's just fine. It's probably the last year for Matt Ryan because you want to bring in a new coach, an offensive guru that was hired by Arthur Blank right before he could probably get out the door. I mean, you want to bring in a fresh rookie quarterback, and, you know, you want to start a quarterback, head coach, you know, you want to start a new regime, you go fresh. I mean, I could maybe see them taking Kyle Pitts, but, hey, you want? I'm a new coach, Nick Sirianni. I want to go with a new coach if I got a top four pick right there. Just like, hey, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. You want to start fresh, a, face, a new fresh face of the organization, Quarterback, head coach, a new marriage. I go quarterback at four if I'm the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Well, well uh, listen, again, many things can happen. We shall see. And for those who live in the Tampa area, the current Super Bowl 55 champs here, mm -hmm. the Bucks re-signed the entire roster. For those who want to care. Hey, listen, we're going to go around the league. We got to talk about everybody here in the Bucks. Resign. The entire roster. The only one they're waiting on, apparently, is Antonio Brown. So, uh, big news out of Tampa Bay. And we'll see. Though. I'm pretty sure they're going to make another run here for another Super Bowl title. But we also talk about the Flyers, and the Flyers seem to be going in the wrong direction. And it's sad to say that they are, because if you look here on the standings, <clears throat> the Flyers are in sixth place. With a record of 18 and 15, after starting so well in the beginning of the season, they continue to slide backwards. The Caps are waiting to see if their actual goalie will come back. They got to get cleared by the Docks. And the New York Islanders are looking to trade. I do believe, and I can't remember for the life of me, the player that they want from the Flyers. But Flyers are going backwards. Lightning are also going backwards. 
I don't know what you guys think as far as what this team is actually going to end up doing, but the Flyers are not looking too good after such a promising start. So quickly, I would just ask, where do you guys think the Flyers will end up here as the uh, playoffs are coming right around the corner? They want to make the playoffs. Okay. Sherman? If they make the playoffs, they'll go out in the first round, and it's a shame because they've regressed from last year. Okay. Klein? Well, I know we've been talking about how important it is to have a quarterback, and the Flyers, we just can't feel that field that goalie uh, slot. It's been like that for a long time, and they're not going to go anywhere without a good goalie. Okay. Neff? It, word has it, everything that I'm seeing, that the Flyers are going to push for – I'm not going to say a top-notch goalie, but, I mean, an upgrade on what they have, and that, that's what I'm hearing anyway. You know, and then the other thing is, you know, their defense was playing lights out probably the first month of the season, and now their defense has seemed to fall apart. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, the higher-ups for the Flyers do. Are they going to try and make that push for a really good goalie to make the playoff push and – see how far they can go in the playoffs, or they're going to just try and deal with what they have goalie-wise and try to shore up the back end. So we'll see what happens. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? I think somehow, some way, they get in. Okay. Well, last thing on the agenda for this evening, we talked about the Sixers here, and if you look at the Sixers' schedule, we look at it and highlight it. They are in the second spot here, right? The number two overall here on the Eastern Conference behind the Brooklyn Nets by just a half game. And their matchup, which Nick was talking about uh, before the show started, that's coming up soon. And I know Brooklyn Nets do have a player come back from injury, but there are two and a half games in front of the Bucks. Next one behind them would be the Hornets, the Hawks, and then Miami Heat, which surprisingly, how bad Miami's doing this year. But interesting to see, that obviously, the Sixers with Doc Rivers. No surprise that you know, they are where they are, and I, I really enjoy it. And it's really nice to see the Sixers finally getting somewhere that we've seen them in the basement. So good to see the Sixers where they are. And, Nick, you did have a player coming back from the Brooklyn Nets. Who would that player be as the Sixers end up playing the next year momentarily? Well, last night, Kevin Durant made his uh, return from injury. He's, he was out uh, since February 13th with a hamstring. Came back and only did what Kevin Durant does, shoot five for five from the field, grab seven rebounds, put up 17 points, and have five assists to go along with it. It is uh, it's insane to see uh, what these what this Nets team can produce. And I know for the Wednesday matchup next week against the Sixers, Harden most likely is not going to play. But I still think the Nets got a great chance. And uh, with the sliding Sixers right now, Ben Simmons has played quite poorly over the last three, four weeks. So I'm excited to see the Nets put some work in on these Sixers and uh, show Joel Embiid why he uh, what he uh, what he's going to get. So I'm, I'm excited Maybe. to see that match this Wednesday. Pooch. Well, hey, like, hey, Nick and I were talking off, you know, before we came on air tonight. Like, you know, that's all for the marbles. You know what it's going to be right now for the conference. I mean, it's a it's a one one split, and you know next Wednesday's. You know, could just see what the heck it could be a Eastern Conference showdown next week, all for the marbles with 21 games or so left. You know, I mean, it's the playoff push is coming, and you know, I think Doc Rivers is going to kick this team in high gear. So we're going to have a nice showdown with 
the boys up in the Brooklyn air and the 76ers, and we're going to, like I said, kick it in high gear and offer the marbles for the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, whoever gets that one seed is uh, is going to be right. is going to be set. They're they're going to have a nice easier road than the two because the two right now is going to have to end up playing Milwaukee in a second round series, and you don't want that. You'd much rather get Charlotte in a second round series than Milwaukee. So, well, true. I mean, don't count Milwaukee out. I mean, I think they're like a dark horse right now mm-hmm. with Giannis. Now, before Sherman and Ryan answer this here. The remaining Sixers schedule, the way it looks right now, is you have them against the Pelicans, Thunder, Mavericks, Nets again, right, as they're coming up to play them. You also have Clippers. I mean, this schedule doesn't get any easier. If you look all the way down here, coming to the playoff time, then you have back-to-back games against the Magic. So I guess going back here to Sherman and Ryan, Sixers – one, is it a surprise of where they are and the number two seed? And the schedule, Sherman, doesn't get any easier from here. So do the Sixers have the opportunity of possibly playing leapfrog with the Nets, or do they stay right at number two? Well, with 21 games to go, you never know what's going to happen. And I don't know what the Brooklyn Nets schedule is at this point. But the one stat which, which I will put out to the audience listening tonight is that the Philadelphia 76ers are 11-9 and against, against Western Conference teams this year and they have a couple games coming up uh, against the Clippers and the Mavericks and they're playing the Pelicans. So that could be a little bump in the road. The ultimate prize of what the fans of Philadelphia want is for the Sixers to be able to raise the trophy for winning the NBA championship. And if they find a way to actually get to the championship, they have not fared as well against the West as we had hoped. They're only 11 and nine against the West, which is still over 500. I would be curious to see what the Nets' schedule is for the rest of the way going out. Uh, I think that the Nets and the Bucks and the Sixers will be in a three-horse race for the one, two, and three positions. But the team that I'm going to say, don't sleep on the Miami Heat. Don't sleep on the Miami Heat. You know, they're in a position where where if they get hot at the end of the year, they could end up in that number four seed. And, you know, whoever the one seed has to play in that second round, assuming that all the chalk wins, you know, Going over Miami in a five-game series or seven-game series, however many games it's going to be, is not necessarily going to be a walk in the park. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, Nick brings up a great point. Whoever ends up as the two-seed has to play against the Milwaukee Bucks in as the three-seed in the second round. That would definitely make for a fantastic matchup. Right. Ryan? Most people don't realize that for the Nets, Harden – Irving and Durant collectively all year long have only played seven games together. So if they can get all those guys healthy at the same time and they're on the court together with the other pieces that they have in place, the secondary guys, forget it. I mean, no way they will make the NBA finals from the East. And I I had a conversation, you know, about the Sixers with one of my buddies fans that, well, I'm not worried about any of that because we still have Simmons. We still have Embiid. And, you know, if they were to meet up in the playoffs, Nets would have to pick their poison. And I've always said that the way the Sixers are constructed right now, and believe me, they've got a great team. Doc Rivers has done an amazing job. But I would almost be like, we're going to let Embiid get his, and we're going to try and shut everybody else down. 
Because like Nick said, Simmons hasn't played all that well the last month. You know, and Tobias Harris, you know, he might have three real good games in a row and then like another game he disappears. What are some of the other pieces that the Sixers really have other than Simmons, uh, Harris, and Embiid? I think the Nets are deeper. Um, and I think that if the, you know, the terrible threesome of Harden, Irving, oh, no. what do we got there? Nets. <laughs> Get that out of here, you fraud. If, if, if Harden, here, you Irving, fraud. Harden, Irving, and Durant are all healthy at the same time and going into the playoffs, and they play together as a unit collectively for the entire playoffs, there's nobody in the East that's going to beat them. Oh, look at that. Harden bought the jersey. Look at this. Was this uh, like I, Jersey wasn't that long. Third, he already bought it. Can I third burn that? You stinking fraud! This is third the or birthday fourth show, and he's getting cocky. Third or fourth show, and he's getting cocky already. There we go. <laughs> for entertainment purposes only, love it. You, you can bet me for a case of beer, my man. <laughs> my pick. Listen, I, I like a nice, expensive case of beer. I thank everyone for tuning in tonight, especially everyone from Instagram. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll continue to bring it on Instagram as long as we can get the link to work. But thankfully, hopefully tonight it actually ended up working. So thanks, everyone, who tuned in from Instagram and Facebook and Twitch. And by the way, guys and girls, please do not forget to subscribe over on our YouTube page as well because you can view it, of course, through BroadStreetSouth.com. And it's BroadSTSouth.com. You can view the show live from there. If you missed the show, you can watch it back on the replay on BroadStreetSouth.com, so please watch it there. And I want to bring up uh, – actually, before I bring up the comments, I'm going to bring the website back up here momentarily. So you guys can always, again, if you click on RSS feed and you look for the show, other than Nick being up there, where is my show from the other day? Made up There it is. So Maybe. if you guys bring up, just to go with the <laughs> article that Nick wrote – you guys, link with the hot topic. It was a great conversation piece this past Tuesday, so please check it out. Or if not, I will bring the page back. Uh, come on, bring it back. There we go. We'll bring it back. And you look for it again on iTunes and or Spotify. So look for it that way. Of course, we cannot forget as well, as I scroll down just a little bit more, Fans of Philly for the great job they do, the official sponsor of Broad Street South. We do appreciate fans of Philly and Last Out Media for everything they do. If you guys are looking to become podcasters, if you guys are looking to do a better job as a broadcaster, anything that you would like to do in media relations, reach out to Last Out Media, lastoutmedia.com. Those guys do a fantastic job. And I will close it out with that. And I will also bring back a couple of comments that I did see, Ducky, uh, before I show the other ones here. And it says, maybe you guys can play in my fantasy football league in August. We'll see. And also, oh, Ducky, if everyone takes a look on Ducky Cornish's page, he does have a Father's Day flag football. As I'm losing my voice here. Father's Day flag football team um, game coming up Father's Day, June 20th in Millville, New Jersey. If you also are a coach because he wants to have four teams together, he is coach of the first team. He's looking for three more coaches. So please reach out to Ducky. Um, hopefully we'll make the trip up there. Everyone that we see here, maybe except for Mike Klein. Mike can probably, he, matter of fact, maybe Mike could be coach number two. We'll fly him up there in a private jet because you know, we can do that kind of stuff here. So maybe we'll send him up there. Um, but and so reach out to Ducky sure. and let him know. Tom, thank you so much. And everyone else in there, Kyle, um, back to, and I'm very, very in the beginning here. Joseph Stanger, uh, Stinger, sorry. Thanks for watching in Tampa. And he does bleed orange and black. So we do thank him for tuning in. Also for Ellie, 
whoever is Ellie's name. Rosetti, thank you also for uh, for tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. Tom says, great show today, guys. Dave also says, good show tonight, guys. We do appreciate it. Um, Dougie, see you next week. And by the way, someone's dad here says, thanks, gents. We appreciate it. So thank you. Thank dad. you. Appreciate it. We appreciate everyone. For everyone here on the panel tonight, as I will, oh, you know what? One thing I will show before we go away, because I missed out on this the last time, a couple of shows ago, I want to bring up the most speediest wide receiver you will ever see with the Eagles, because I did miss on this one. I will bring it up before I close out the show. So watch this. The Eagles should be signing up this particular person. In this final, this is certainly not a rookie. And Gabby, the three-year-old's second year here at Westminster. Let's see what she can do. Nice, clean, smooth winning runs is what she's looking for. Gabby just can't wait to go. Won't leave, not leaving, not leaving. Look at this dog walk. Whoa, what speed on that dog walk. Redirects a little bit, make sure they get that. Push, push, push. Into that tunnel. Nice job. Get to the back side of this jump. Andrea, hang in there. She thought maybe she might have got lost for a quick second. Gabby has push, to be 43.20. No, that's fine. It's just time. That's time. It's just time. Wow. We're taking the long way around everything, it looks like. But this is a young, young dog. Through the weave post. Motors. Motors. Look at those weaves. And Gabby wins it on the final run. Wow. Pretty insane by that dog. That is a crazy speedy dog. So I, I missed out on that one on the last time. So I wanted to show it in case you guys ended up missing out. Look at and Gabby I, go. Rumbling, stumbling, rumbling. Could go all the way. <laughs> it could happen. And Dougie says, by the way, it will be two teams playing against each other. So it, it should be a lot of fun. So, Dougie, keep us uh, keep us abreast of what's going on there uh, as far as the flag football team. Again, everyone, June 20th, first annual Father's Day flag football. So we hope to see everyone there. That should be a lot of fun. Course fans of Philly, we thank you. Mike Klein, thank you for showing up tonight. And, uh, you know, I, again, I guess I should pretty much speak for him because – he was supposed to come on to say that they are the other sponsor of the show. So in between segments, it will be Philly to South. Thanks to the club. Mikey, thank you for coming on tonight. I'll, I'll answer the audio for you as you've been doing all night long. So thank you so much. Do appreciate it. Any final words, Mr. Klein? Nope. Just uh, September can't come soon enough, man. Go birds. It sure can. So hmm. thank you everyone who tuned in between, again, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else. Thank you to Nick for coming on tonight. And uh, give Trevor, by the way, our best. I know he's getting married this Saturday, so let him know. Hey, we know we're all room for him, and hopefully he does really well. So oh. Ryan Neff, Mike Sherman, Mike Fuji, who came back tonight, all fired up. COVID can't keep him down because it is just Mike mm -hmm. Fuji. just the way he is. And for Nick, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we'll catch you next week, 730. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of the week and enjoy your weekend.